Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. I'm telling you right now, if these are in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. Don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts who are going to tell you how it is, give you tips and tricks, and even occasionally bring on a guest that care about supporting you grow your business organically and nurture authentic relationships. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Encounter podcast. On this episode, we or actually on the next three episodes, we're going to be focused on ways to build better relationships. Um, It's going to be a three-part series where we focus on building relationships with your clients. We frequently fail to recognize some of the individuals who are standing right in front of us. And these individuals are clients. This could be someone in a local networking group and seeing how they are thriving in their business or if they are feeling like they're failing in their personal life, we want to focus on recognizing them, what their pain points are, their struggles, and then building a better relationship over time to continue to support them, help them thrive, and then in turn, receive that benefit as well. It's essential to keep in mind that building relationships is a continuing effort. It's not something that you can say, hey, you're my best friend, and then not talk to someone for three months. There are a variety of methods in which you can demonstrate your commitment to your client, and every relationship relies on open lines of communication. And it's important for you to create trust and let your clients know that that you are there for them at all times. Keeping a good working relationship with the clients is essential if you want to keep coming back for more. If there's anything I've learned from my my local networking group is I try to open up communication every single week, meet with those individually, as well as during the networking meeting and hearing what they're looking for, hearing what they're struggling with. And then if I have more questions or I think of someone, I can connect with them to support them accomplish that goal. Then I follow up and communicate that communication open whether it's via text, email, phone call, even, dare I say, going in person and grabbing coffee together. Taking it a little bit further, Sarah's going to talk about how communication is the first and probably the most vital part. Communication should be on top of your list, whether you're working with somebody or even if you're not, because communication is conversation with somebody you're trying to get to know them. Effective communication should be a prayer. When someone is busy, we tend to get lost and lose track. But we have to focus on the importance of keeping constant communication with those that you work with. Effective communication is between two or more people. It's not just a conversation. There's more that goes into it. Whoever you're working with, no matter what is going on in the, the busyness of your work, you want to make sure that you're on top of communication. And what I mean by this is, let's say that a project comes through and you need to communicate who it's going to. You need to communicate on the deadlines, everything that's in between the projects that you're working on. There's a slight problem when it comes to communication. I've seen this quite often. And unfortunately, it's, you know, it's very aggravating because obviously busy days, you're going to get busy. But when you are busy, you tend to lack the communication. So you want to make it clear at the beginning how you will work with your clients. 
so that you do not lose that communication. Whether first thing in the morning, you email them, call them to make that connection, say, hey, this is what's going on today. This is what we need to get done. Oftentimes, we get busy and we end up not being able to communicate. So how do you prefer to communicate with your clients? I know I use Slack just because I can search responses. If there's something that I can't remember, but know they talked about, I can easily search it. I was like in Google, but it's all in one platform. So what expectations and communication efforts do you put in for your old? Depends on the clients that I have. I do have clients that like to text. I do have clients that like to Slack. To me, it doesn't make a difference as long as there is some type of communication going on. What's trending with your audience? There's one thing that I see that's really trending is Slack. A lot of businesses love Slack. It's very easy to use. And then there's other methods of communication within the coaching world or even with online business management. There's an app called Voxer. Um, I really read that one too. Yeah. I feel I prefer, I personally would like to be able to text because that's my personal preference, but there are some people that do not like that. But again, it doesn't really matter as long as you communicate with your clients, emails, Slack, phone, you have to keep that constant communication. Now, if you're starting to see that they're, you know, you're going days without hearing from anybody, I think that's when you need to reevaluate what's going on. Why can't you communicate with this person? Communication is very vital within the workplace, within your business. Because if you lose track of the communication, some things are not going to get done. I feel like the lack of communication is also important for like lack of responses. I am very big on touch points and almost tend to over communicate with those around me. When I, with my clients, anyone that I work with, whether they're in the wedding industry, they're in finance, whatever the case may be, I really love getting to know them as a person, not just keeping them updated on the project. So I created end of week wrap up that I email every Friday before I end my day. Sometimes I'll send it earlier just because I know I have a busy afternoon and let them know, hey, I'm still available until this time. I'm getting this out to you early. So that way, if they have any last minute questions or they want to tweak what worked up being worked on a project next week, they have the time to do so. And I'll be able to respond and assure them that I see it, and I'm focused on it, and it kind of builds that trust a little bit more and makes them more comfortable with the week ahead because the goal is for them to be able to relax and feel like they can step away from the busy work. But if I don't have those genuine touch points to confidently and clearly communicate with them, then they start getting stressed. And if they're stressed, well, then I'm going to be stressed. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is definitely not good. Let's get things that need to be done before the weekend. Because who wants to work on the weekend? Nobody does. Sure don't. <laughs> no. I have strictly communicated. So that's the first thing I learned when I launched my business and was trying to go full time was to not only set boundaries, but clearly when I send a proposal and I have that clarity call, I go over, hey, I don't work weekends. I'm available Monday through Friday during these times. And then when we do our onboarding call, even though technically it's written out in the contact and everything else, I'm fine. Point, point out. 
these are my hours of communication. This is the best way to reach me. If it is immediate, you need to Slack me. If it's not immediate, but you just want me to respond at some point, then email. If it is a 911 emergency, text me because only my high ticket clients get my print. But I'm going to Slack on my phone. So even if I'm in the car line or I'm, whatever reason my kids have a doctor's appointment, I can still pull up my phone or get an alert. XYZ client is trying to contact me. They need an answer. And most of the time I can, I mean, a lot of my stuff lives in Google, Google Workspace. So I can access that from my phone as well. So I can easily share whatever it is that they might be looking for. Or I can easily get into their CRM through my phone because most of them also have apps. And assure them quickly. I also communicate that, hey, I'm not at my desk right now. So here's enough to answer your question and I will give a better response. Or follow up with this when I get back to my desk and dive into whatever the situation may be. My clients know, I even communicate that, is I'm a mom. I'm a mom first, I'm a wife first, and then I have this business where I love supporting and nurturing other people's businesses. And most of the time, that's okay. They get it. So at the time of this recording, thankfully, my kids are at school, so I have a nice, quiet background to record this episode. But honestly, during the, when the summer months come or spring break hits, it's going to be very dicey to see, make sure that we get this recording done or that if I'm on a Zoom call, like syncing with a client, I mean, they're all already well informed that a child may or may not interrupt the Zoom call to come say hi to the random people that I'm connecting with. When a client is feeling encouraged and they are up to date on what's going on in their project, the communication is flowing both ways. It's very open. Then the positive energy is just going to flow into it and then flow into their clients and whoever it is that they work with or whatever products they create on a regular basis. What I've learned to love is whenever I experience stress or any sort of overwhelm, whether it's at my desk or away from it, but whatever happens away from my desk usually funnels into my desk. It's really nice to have a network or a community to pour positive energy into me. And then I can then in turn pour it into my clients. Uh, enthusiasm. I'm very much a cheerleader for everyone. Like, your goals become my goals. I'm instantly brainstorming. Like, how can we make this happen? What are we going to do to get the done? Like all of that fun stuff. And then I nerd out on blueprinting the strategic bite-sized pieces, what groups are we going to network in, how are we going to borrow someone else's audience to get your product in front of someone else, who in my network can I already connect you with, so forth and so on. It's just very nice to have all that happy, go-lucky feels when like my client is overwhelmed and they know they can come to me and I'm going to instantly say, yeah, that sucks. But here's the bright side of whatever the situation is. Positive energy no matter who you're around, that's contagious. Because if you are around people that bring that positive energy, they see that in you and they're going to feel it and they're going to feel confident and they're going to feel that they want to be positive. So let's say that you're going to a networking event and somebody's like, oh, this week has been rough. You know, they, they're going on and on about their week. And then you give them feedback, something about that, that, you know, that will bring up their energy, make them feel happy and not so down. I think that helps them feel like an individual and not just another number in like my revenue. Like obviously they've hired me and they're supporting me, support my family. 
But by being there and keeping lines of communication open and bringing the energy, so to speak, they get to feel like, A, they matter because they do. B, their problems are my problems and I'm there to support them. So they are not just a client, but they're an individual. So if they are struggling with something personally, the trust is there, the feelings of importance is there so that they know that without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to be there to do whatever I can to keep one, their business going so that they can focus on their family, for instance, or whatever it is. And it's going to be there when they are able to come back. The, the way that you treat your client as an individual and not just a transaction. This also goes back to what we were talking about last week on episode one about ditching customer service. So if you haven't heard that episode, we encourage you to go listen to that because we want to make sure that everybody that comes into your space feels more like a human and not just a number. Obviously, we're here for business. Again, like we, we're here to make money, but building relationships is what's going to get you that money. I always, I was just thinking about it earlier today during a random networking call. I and I came up with support over sales. Any conversation that I have, whether it's a lead or another entrepreneur, business owner, like I look on to see how I can support them before I ever pitch any kind of sales thing. And nine times out of 10, honestly, probably 10 out of 10, I need to track that. It's I always get some sort of sale, whether it's directly through them where they want to hire me as their online business manager, or they know someone who could use their own personal organizational cheerleader to support them in a one-off project or help them with a launch, whatever the case may be, to grow their organic visibility. It's always worked out. I know there's some clients that I've talked to, not clients, potential clients and leads and friends. They've become friends for over a year and they've never been my client. But I will always have an open line of communication with them to support them. Share my favorite Facebook groups at the moment. If I just learned a fun and interesting LinkedIn tip on how to boost your visibility and outreach and engagement, I will always share that. If there's a new podcast that's taking guests that fits their aesthetic, then I'm going to say, hey, you just totally check this out. They're taking on guests. And that's an amazing thing to do. You just never know. So when, as we end this episode, one, we hope you enjoyed it. Two, we have a question for you and either... Leave it in the comments of whatever platform we listen to or in our Facebook group, which we linked in the show notes. What ways are you going to communicate better and bring in that positive energy this week or this month? Show slaves of the year. See you next week.